Each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. It is another new solo podcast today on my Life and Laughter podcast. This is Perry Kinder. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, and for being part of my podcast community. I really appreciate you so much. Today, we're going to talk about worry. I feel like we all (laughs) experience nuclear levels of worry recently. It's funny, I was teaching my yoga class this morning, and I was telling the, my class, you know, did you ever, did any of you watch the coronation of King Charles? And one of my students raised her hand and said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, King Charles was officially made King of England over the weekend. And she's like, I had no idea. I haven't watched the news for a year. And I thought, oh my gosh, how much less would I worry if I didn't watch the news at all? And I don't know if I can do that since I am in journalism. But wow, what an idea to just not feed the worry beast as much as we usually do by following, you know, the dark stories on Twitter or news briefs. Oh, because it can get really overwhelming. And you find yourself worrying so much more when you hear of tragedies all around the world. And they, there have always been tragedies around the world. There have always been very terrible things happening, but we don't always hear about them 24 hours a day. We had a little bit of a buffer that we didn't have that coming into our brains and keeping us up all night. We had, we had other worries. There were other things to worry about. But definitely watching the news 24-7 will make your worry go into overdrive. So this podcast is going to be about things you can do to help work through worry. Things that keep you up at night, things that distract you at work, things that put your mind into overload. And usually if you have persistent anxiety, it stems from worry. You have things that you're just worried about all the time. Maybe you have an adult child who's making stupid decisions. You know, what are the odds? Good. The odds are very good. Or maybe you have a young child who's being bullied. Maybe you're having marriage problems or money problems or job problems. Like I said, if you turn on the news, you can find all kinds of stuff to worry about. And I think if we think, I think in our minds, we believe that if we worry about everything, we're going to be prepared when something bad actually happens. You can pre-catastrophize all you want, but there's no way you can actually prepare for when something bad happens. You can't pre-plan or pre-feel or pre-emote. It's just not the way it works. But, and sometimes we think if we, if we worry about it, it won't happen. Again, these things just add to your stress and worry becomes a constant source of anxiety in your in your life. I love Jen Sincero's quote. She says, worrying is just praying for stuff you don't want, which is absolutely true. We just think about all the things we don't want all the time. The, there's the, that death spiral of worry where it starts with one thing and blossoms into an entire possibilities, entire universe of possibilities of worry. So we're going to try to head that off. That's That's the first goal is to stop that death spiral of worry happening no matter when it happens. So here's here's the first tip. When you find yourself worrying or sitting in anxiety, and it's a specific situation, because sometimes we worry for no reason, we just get anxious, but ask yourself, can I do anything about this right now? 
if you're in bed and you're worried about paying taxes or having bills due, is there something you can do about it at two in the morning? And the answer is usually no. Sometimes the answer is yes, that there are some things you can do about it, even in the middle of the night. I do a lot of writing and I have to meet deadlines and I meet deadlines 99% of the time, probably 99.8% of the time. But I wake up worried sometimes that I'm just not going to get all the writing done I need to get done in the time I have. And I'll wake up at two in the morning and I'll lay awake and worry about, am I going to get my writing done? And I ask myself, can I do anything about this right now? And in that situation, yes, I can actually get out of bed and I can work on the damn article. I can maybe just sit down and transcribe notes, or I can outline the story or research a question about the subject I'm reporting on, or just start writing the first paragraph, because even a little bit of progress takes that edge of worry off, and I can go back to bed. I don't have to stay up at night and write the whole thing. If I see I'm making progress, that I know I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to finish it. So ask yourself in the middle of the night, or if you're at work, or if you're in the middle of a massage and you're worried about something, can I do anything about this right now? If the answer is no, try to let it go. Try to think about something else until there comes a point where you can do something about it. So tip number two, you're going to imagine the best case scenario and the most likely scenario. Let's say you're, you're worried about giving a presentation at work you've already imagined the worst case scenario. And it might be that people are going to laugh at you. You'll get fired because you did such a terrible job. All of your work friends will stop hanging out with you. The boss makes you wear a sign on your shirt that says, you know, I screwed up my presentation. So you can check worst case scenario off your list. That's usually where we go first is the worst case scenario. So instead, think about the best case scenario. The best case might be you just knock the presentation out of the park. You become the go-to person for giving presentations. Your boss gives you a raise. He sends you to Hawaii for a week because your presentation motivated the entire company. He even has mugs made up with your photo and hands them out to all the people you work with because your presentation was just so on point. Okay, that's the best case scenario. The most likely scenario is you're going to do just fine in your presentation. Some people might doze off because there's always someone sleeping through a presentation but you'll do a good job. You'll get the information across. You're not gonna have heart failure. You're not gonna blurt out swear words. You're gonna be fine. That's the most likely scenario. So think of your biggest worry right now and create the best case scenario and the most likely scenario. That's tip number two. Tip number three, ask yourself how often your worry predictions have actually come true. And just because you're alive and you think all the time, chances are you've worried about something that actually came, came about. There's a good chance that you worried something into reality. You know, for several years, my granddaughter was afraid of driving on the freeway. She was worried that the car would drive off an overpass or roll off the road. And she always asked me or her parents to take a different route. You know, don't use the freeway. She'd even cry when she was littler. You know, I don't want to go on the freeway. It's scary. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to drive two hours out of my way to avoid the freeway. Not going to happen. So I, I asked her one day, how many times have you been on the freeway when the car has driven off the road? And she said, never. It's never happened. 
And so I said to her, so what do you think the chances are that we're going to drive off the road today? And she said, maybe, which she's right. It might happen. I might drive off the road today, but it probably won't happen because it's never happened before. It doesn't mean it never will, but the likelihood of it happening is very, very low. And that's the crux of worrying in these things sometimes, because they do happen, that we think that every, every possibility of, of fear we have to live through, even before it happens, even if it never happens. But avoiding these things can end in disaster. <laughs> and that just made absolutely no sense. <laughs> um, you know, because sometimes freeways are dangerous or airplanes are dangerous or marriages can be dangerous. But when you believe that those things are going to hurt you, it really limits the scope of your life. It makes you live very small. If you never drive or fly or get in a relationship, don't let the idea of worry hold you back, even if sometimes things do happen. That's a better way of putting it than what I said before, which was pretty much just gobbledygook nonsense. So tip number four, since you already have the worst case scenario playing through your head over and over and over, you're going to ask yourself, how would I deal with, how would I deal with the worst case scenario? What would I do if the worst case scenario actually came to pass? Because we often think about losing a job or finding out your spouse is a bank robber or a polygamist. Um, you worry about knocking all the glass off the shelves at Nordstrom. I worry about that a lot, probably a lot more than I should. It's just so tempting. I want to walk by and knock all the glass down. It's a compulsion and it's, I probably should get help for it. Anyway, so when we worry, we, we spiral down the terrible alternate universes we create of all the bad things that can happen, but we don't go far enough. We don't come out the other side. So this tip will help you come out the other side. Let's say you apply for a job that you really want. It's perfect. You're the perfect fit. Your life would be heaven on earth but you're convinced you won't get the job. You worry about every phone call. You're afraid to check email. You are worried that if you don't get this job, you're gonna be stuck in the current job that you have that you hate so very much that's slowly killing your soul. But let's say you don't get that job. Worst case scenario, you don't get the job. Then what happens? What do you do next? Do you bury yourself in a tub of ice cream? Maybe. Will you stay there forever? Probably not. You'll probably, probably freshen up your resume, buy a new pair of shoes, and you'll try it again. That's working through the situation, through the worst case scenario and out the other side. You know, there was a time that I was really worried about getting in a car wreck. What if I got injured and I couldn't teach yoga or I couldn't go to work and maybe I'd lose my job and then we'd get evicted because we didn't have any income and I'd have to live on the streets and it just spirals so fast. So here's the first question I had to ask myself. Did you get in a car wreck? No, I, I did not. So if you did, here's the next question. How am I going to get to work? You know what? There are lots of options for how to get to work. Ride a bus ride a bike. There's a ride chair programs. You could maybe work from home. I mean, work with your boss if you think you're going to be out of work for a while because you don't have a car. Work through that and get to the end of that. 
get to the other side, if I get in a car wreck, I'm not going to lose my job. So find what you're worrying about and work through it step by step until you get to the other side. If the very worst thing happens, I'm still standing, I'm still an adult, I can still make good choices, I can still be valuable, I can learn how to get back up and keep going because if nothing else, the human race is resilient. Number five, do regular brain dumps. I've been taking a cognitive therapy insomnia group thing because I haven't slept for like, I don't know, 25 years. And part of this is, part of the reason people don't sleep at night is because they're worried, which we talked about earlier. So they suggested doing a regular brain dump before bed. And I'm not a, I'm not a night worrier. If I wake up at night, I'm usually just awake. You know, counting sheep or stars or, I don't know, reading, writing in the middle of the night. But I'm not usually a night worrier. But this is really good for people who do wake up at night and worry. So before you go to bed, just get a notebook, any kind of notebook. doesn't have to be fancy. And you're going to write, what am I worrying about right now? And you're going to write down everything that you're worried about right now. You know, climate change, gas prices, um, tetanus shots, the availability of avocados, whatever it is you're worried about. Write the list of everything you're worried about. Get that out of your brain. Dump your brain onto the page. And then you're going to write a to-do list for tomorrow. Because sometimes you wake up at night and you keep going over, oh my gosh, what do I have to do tomorrow? You know, what's my schedule tomorrow? So you're going to write it all down. Just dump your schedule, dump your to-do list onto that page. So you know it's there. You know when you wake up in the morning, you can look at it and remember what you have to do which is the next one, also write down what you're trying to remember. The first week of this sleep study I was in, we were supposed to write down the number of hours that we slept, you know, what time we woke up, what time we went to bed, if we woke up during the night. And the first two nights I didn't sleep at all because I was trying so hard to remember that I'd gone to sleep at 1130, I woke up at 1.30, I was awake till 2.30, I slept until 3, I woke up at 3.30, and just trying to keep that all in my mind, I just couldn't sleep. I was making it a hundred times worse. So write down what you're trying to remember before you go to bed. And if it's something that you have to remember, like during the night, maybe just make a note when you wake up in the night. You don't have to turn the lights on, you can just write on a piece of paper, you might have to decipher it in the morning, but just write on a piece of paper what you're trying to remember and then go back to sleep. And then the final thing for your brain dump before bed is what keeps me up at night. It can be anything from the texture of your sheets to the temperature of the room, to the sound of your spouse, to the worry about your children. Just write down everything that keeps you awake at night, dump it onto that page and notice if you sleep better. So when you wake up in the night, you don't have to worry about it. You already you pre-worried before bed, you put it on the page, it's done. You can also start the day. If you tend to worry during the day when you're at work, you can start the day with a brain dump. Maybe write a list of all the tasks that you need to accomplish today. Maybe write down all the thoughts in your head that might be holding you back. All the self-doubt and the negative talk. Write it down. Dump it onto the page. And write down things that you're excited about for the day. Maybe you're going to go to your favorite place for lunch, or you're meeting your kids for dinner, or it's your birthday and someone's having a surprise party, which you're not supposed to know about, but you do anyway. Write all of that down and write down any worries that are lingering in your mind. 
Maybe you're worried about climate change. Maybe you're worried about school shootings. Who isn't? You know, write down these things that just kind of niggle at the back of of the brain all day long. Dump it on the brain, get it out. That's tip number five. And tip number six is a hard one for mothers, I think. It's it's, because we think we have to do this. But the tip is you don't have to fix everything. This tip is especially good for parents who feel they have to jump in and resolve problems for their kids. So if you wake up worried about your son's marriage or your daughter's health, that's a surefire way to think in circles all night. Because, and here's the tip, it's not your job to fix things for your kids. Can you help? Of course you can help. Can you offer advice? Maybe. Have you been asked for advice? Can you love them? All the time. All the time you love your kids. And you know, even if you can fix the problem for your child, let's say they're struggling with money and you have money to give them, does that really help them in the long run? If you're constantly paying their bills or purchasing things they think they want but can't afford, you're not really helping. That's enabling. You're enabling their behavior. Sometimes you have to let your kids figure their own shit out. And that is super hard to watch your kids struggling. But the truth is your kids have to learn how to adult. They have to learn how to pay bills and learn how to function in our society. And that's just part of growing up. And part of us growing up, because yes, we're still growing up, even though we're in our 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s, is to let them, is to let them make those mistakes, to let them worry about what they need to worry about without having you trying to jump in and solve it, because it never ends well, for one thing. Sometimes your kids don't want your help. They want to figure it out for themselves. So if you feel like you have to fix everything for your children to make their lives perfect, put that aside because that that isn't your job, not in any way. Your job is to love them and your job is to love them and your job is to love them and to be a place they can come to cry or to be held without giving advice or without judging. You're just there. You're just at that solid place they can land when they need to. You don't have to fix everything. So a quick run through for these six tips. Number one, can I do anything about this worry right now? Number two, imagine the best case scenario and the most likely scenario. Number three, ask yourself how often your predictions have come true. Number four, decide how you would deal with the worst case scenario. Number five, do regular brain dumps. And number six, realize that you don't have to fix everything. That's it. Problem solved. We're never going to worry again. Oh, shoot. I already blew it. I'm already worried about something. Oh, well, I'll go through my list. Thank you for listening. Have a nice worry-free day, and I'll talk to you soon. Do you want more life and laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon.